hip-hop gangster rap rap song hip-hop hip-hop this is music hip-hop i am rapping i want to get y'all take on how y'all feel about my generation today and where we had as far as music run entertainment presents the hip-hop Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Hip Hop Roundtable. Are You Entertained has combined forces with True Two and Back to Back Hip Hop. We're really excited about this podcast. And uh, hip hop is something we're all very passionate about. So I figured might as well give the homies at Back to Back and True Two an opportunity to voice their opinions on the rap game. I've learned that coordinating five schedules is pretty fucking tough. So. For this episode, we're going to do two parts, one with Isaac Beale from True 2. He's in the studio right now. And another with Nick Boshenik from Back to Back Hip Hop over the phone in a couple days. I'm Trey Lessio, the Don of Entertainment from Are You Entertained? Be sure to follow all of our brands on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Leave reviews in the comment section. Check out our websites, all the above. This is just the beginning. We're building a conglomerate, and we're excited about it, so let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about. So in the studio, I have my homie, Isaac Beal. Uh, let's do a little intro action. So uh, right off the bat, you're, you're with True 2. I guess, I guess kind of give True 2 a little background. So what is True 2? What's kind of your mission statement with True 2? Because you're the head of operations. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Um, True 2. Uh True Two is a place where we stay true to ourselves and true to hip hop. Uh, okay. That's where the name comes from. And we originally founded in Australia and Sydney uh, by Christopher Ng, and so we're pretty much a global brand trying to share like our local music while also okay. talking about the big stuff around. Awesome. So so, so it's like music discovery, but you also like you know the big the big stuff. Yeah. The what's happening? Probably like, what we'll talk about more on. Yeah, this we're a little podcast. bit of everything. Awesome. I love it. All right. Um, we also have back to back hip hop. That's my cousin Andy and his buddy Nick. And uh, we're going to hopefully get some, some big-name people on this podcast. We have a lot of people joining forces. So um, it's going to be fun, and I'm really excited. So um, initially, what I like to ask everybody when they come on the podcast, uh, this, is, this is more centered around hip-hop, so we're just going to stick with hip-hop on this. But uh, give me your favorite hip-hop album, your favorite artist. It could be R&B, I guess, if you want, whatever. Uh, and your current... Your current favorite song, and then this one's going to be the toughie, the top five. Give those me your are, top five all hard, of all time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Let's see. I'll start. All right. Favorite hip-hop album. This is, like, all-time favorite hip-hop yeah, yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, Oh, man, that's really hard. Uh, let's see. Our favorite hip-hop album ever. I'm going to come back to that one. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite current song, I think, Love by Kendrick. is probably my favorite wow, current song right now. Wow, okay. I think so. He's okay. taking, taking over my rotation. I like that. Uh, my favorite artist, I'm a big, uh, let's see, either Childish Gambino is one of my favorite artists, um, okay. and I really like uh, Tyler, the creator, too, just for his overall brand. I'm pretty into him, so. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and favorite you want to give a crack at the at the top five? Of all time? I, I can give a crack at it. Okay. I don't know if it'll be good. I haven't studied That's okay. on this. Uh, this is just supposed to be like a like a quick little little right. intro to uh, give us some background for your, your taste. Eminem, definitely in there. Um, Pac, I think. Are the are these are these I'm ranked or an, I'm not gonna give an order. Okay, these are just, I like that. I'm just gonna I'll give probably, I probably won't either. So uh, go M&M, ahead. Pac, uh, Andre 3000, um, Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest. Wow. Okay. I think he's up in there. Okay. And then, let's see who else. Top five. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, top five, top five. I'll throw I'll throw Biggie in there for right now. I don't know if he would make mine actually, but okay, all right. For what he's done for the game, I think he deserves. Okay. All right, just because this is a new podcast, this is going to be. I mean, under the True Two and the the Are You Entertained and Back to Back brand, but we're bringing in hopefully some new audience member so i will give my favorites as well um so my favorite hip-hop album and this is tough because k-dot might have might have topped it i can't decide yet but to pimp a butterfly is my favorite hip-hop album of all time um i love the the story i love the cohesiveness um i just i i love the message that he's trying to send and he is sending a great message in the in the damn album that we'll talk about here in a minute but uh to pimper butterfly for me right now at least um damn i gotta give a little bit of time but to pimper butterfly is my favorite hip-hop album of all time uh favorite artists uh this is tough i mean of all time i'd have to say eminem uh currently it's logic um i said on on the are you entertained podcast that uh i kind of have i sort of felt like i don't want to say that i found him but in high school i was literally scrolling through Hot New Hip Hop one day, and I randomly saw a Frank Sinatra picture, clicked on it. It was Logic. Um, liked him ever since. I went back and listened to his older mixtapes. The one that I clicked on was Undeniable, and, you know, I just I, I have a connection with him, and I, I resonate with his music, and um, so he's my current favorite. So Eminem and Logic are my two favorite rappers. Uh, current favorite song, this is a toughie. Um, it would probably be the one that's on rotation the most would be a Kendrick song. Um, you can probably pick any of them. Uh, I'll say DNA, I guess, just because it's a banger and um, it goes hard. Uh, current uh, Top five for me. This is um, – it's not too hard. The fifth one would be hard for me. I'd say in no order like you. Uh, I'll say Eminem, Tupac, Biggie. That's three. I'm going to say Jay-Z. And ugh, I don't know. I'll, it's tough. So I'll either. Go, I know so it is. It is because it's only five. Ten would be a little. It give you a little more leeway. Yeah, I'd either say Nas or Andre Three K. Um, I'm not gonna say a wanna, definitive. I could one. almost throw Lupe in up high. Lupe, Lupe, huh? Yeah, I think he's got it. Okay, he's got, he's got something. Damn, I think a lot of people. That's. I don't want to say it's a hot take, but a lot of people might call that a hot take. I like that, though. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. (laughs) Um, All right. And then another question I like to ask uh, people when they first come on the podcast, what makes a rap album great for you? So when you stamp an album great, you know, for future reference, we have to go back, you know. So what what makes an album great for you? You know, it's kind of – it's hard sometimes because, like, different artists are doing different things. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I like – your lyrics can't sound stupid. Like, you got to be saying something, I feel like. Okay. Sometimes rappers nowadays are just saying, like, the most random shit. And, sure. like, doesn't mean anything. So uh-huh. I think it's got to be meaningful. Um, the bars have to be strong. And, like, the overall sound just got to – it's got to run cohesively together, you know. Okay. I got to want to come back to it. Like, I can't just be like, oh, yeah, that's all right, and, not, and just put it aside. Like, it may make me want to listen to it again. Okay, okay. So for me personally, I like to be moved by an album. Now, um, a lot of people like banging beats, and that's fun and, you know, whatever. There's a time and place for everything. Yeah. But for me, it comes down to the storytelling Um I am definitely more of a lyrical listener, I guess. Um, I like conscious rap. I know a lot of people don't like that term, conscious rapper, <laughs> versus the trap rap, and we'll break that down, you know, some other day. But uh, really, for me, it's about the storytelling, and I like to be emotionally invested in an album. So, I mean, what, like I said with To Pimper Butterfly, when I first heard that, that album, 
I felt the same way I felt when I first saw Shawshank Redemption. Oh, you know, I, I okay. you know, the message-wise <laughs> and the feelings, you know, I just like to be moved. I like getting goosebumps. I like to be like, damn, yeah, that's I, some real shit. I was tearing up. Exactly. You know, you know, I like I to like, be moved okay. by an album. So strong. When, <laughs> exactly. So to market, great. And I like to think of hip-hop in a sense of um, big picture-wise. Mm-hmm. So if it's not going to make a dent in the big picture, you know, 10 years down the line, yeah. I probably won't end up listening to it over and over and over again. It may be a one-listen type thing for me. And, you know, a lot of people don't like that about my hip-hop taste, but that's just the way it is. Like, um, I'll throw this out there and, you know, people may be pissed <laughs> at me. I don't really care. But, like, Future or Migos, a lot of people love – yeah, those those artists have – very, very strong fan bases, but when I think about it, in the long-term hip-hop game, I don't think they're really going to last. You know, they were fun. I, I, I almost want to call them a fad, and a lot of people will probably hate me for that. But <laughs> in the in the in the long term, I think you know we're going to look back, and you're probably going to not remember who Migos or the future. The, who they are. Um, so I like to think of hip-hop in terms of how it will impact it in the future. Um, it's it's uh, very demanding as a hip-hop yeah, artist, like, I know, but that's just the way it is, and uh, that's the way it is. Yeah, there's it a is. lot that separates like a great album from just a good album. So, yeah, like, exactly. I mean, like Migos and Future, they put out good albums. Not yeah. Like, they haven't put out a great album. And they yet. put out fun albums, and yeah. I appreciate that. There's a time and place. You know, you're trying to turn up, trying to go to the bar. I understand that. But really, the albums that stand the test of time in my eyes are really the ones that Kendrick put out, that Logic puts out. The one, the J. Cole, you know, you can go down the line. But really the ones that tell a story, that are cohesive, that, that make you feel something. So that's just a little background for both of us. We'll do the same with Nick when he comes on. Um, but, yeah, so let's we have a lot to talk about. Let's get right into it. Yes, so uh, Kendrick Lamar dropped an album. Um, I don't know if you heard about that. If you are listening to this podcast and you didn't know that, this <laughs> might not be the podcast for you. Uh, you might be living un- under a rock. But uh, let's start chronologically. So it all started all right. when KDOT posted a cryptic Instagram post on March 23rd with the Roman numeral 4. The Internet freaked the fuck out. And started making their theories like they always do. Um, Did it mean this was going to be the beginning of the rollout for his fourth studio album? Did it have something to do with Black Hippie since there are four members in the group? Was it a Bible reference? Was it coming out in April, the fourth month? You know, a a a lot of theories took place. And then Kendrick dropped the promotional single, The Heart Part 4. A lot of people thought that's what the Roman numeral meant at the time. Producer Psych Sense said that K-Dot's album is some of the hardest shit he's heard in a long time. Also said the album is not the jazzy tape you'd think. It sounds Memphis, with quotes. Um, I don't really know what that means. Um, Another thing I'd like, just some background before we break down this album. Absol quote tweeted me. I asked him. Um, and I'd just like to say early bird gets the worm. This was at 5 a.m. I go to work at 5 a.m. And out. I saw <laughs> shout out a little humble brag. Uh, but yeah, so I saw him replying to fans and I threw my two cents in and I asked him to describe Kendrick. This is before the album dropped. Describe Kendrick out Kendrick's album in one word. He said dizzle. So that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> so first of all, I mean, what would you think when you hear that word? Dizzle? And it's it's kind. I don't want to say it's easy to interpret mm. after we heard the album, but it, without trying to 
erase your memory and oh, what okay. I mean, what would you think that means after hearing Dizzle? No one fucking knows, am no I right? I mean, I'd be like dope, fucking hard. Dope, dope, like, hard. Okay. Like, I don't know. So here's my theory before listening Damn. to the album, all right? So Absol on the song on his first song off of uh Do What Thou Wilt, Raw Backwards, he says, Pass the pot, let me skill it. The temperature is scalding, the novices make me nauseous. I was like a swami a J Electronical until he figured Dizzle wouldn't admit that he would body him for a milli. I told Kenny, keep quiet. I'm going to get him. We don't need dirt on your hands getting the key to the city. You feel me? Hurts when your OG, who's supposed to be a G-O-D, is standing next to King Kunta feeling like Toby. I know what it so, is so when I hear that and I thought of that immediately when he said Dizzle, I thought of that song. Um, initially, I, I mean, you can throw – so going back even further, I guess the heart part four pr- pretty much sounds like he's coming at a rapper's life. A lot of people said, <laughs> a lot of people said big Sean, I thought maybe it's Jay electronica, but anyway, so the breakdown of Dizzle, I thought we were going to get a lot of songs like humble, yeah, a lot of yeah. hard vibes, a lot of, I don't want to say trap rap cause I don't really like that, but a lot of trap songs with, conscious uh, lyrics just coming at him. it meshed in yeah. and honestly that is kind of what we got to an extent you look mm-hmm. at dna you look at humble you can find it in a lot of the songs element has a little dizzleness to it uh so in <laughs> retrospect i can definitely see where dizzle plays a part um so that was just a little fun little take i wanted to share with you kendrick said in an interview before the album dropped that this album will sound urgent and may touch on subjects like god and women growing up in retrospect he was definitely right um so now let's break down this album this album is called damn uh initially when he left when he put out the track list and the the cover I was stumped. I was like, what the hell does this mean? I mean what, what were your initial thoughts after seeing that? I so, mean, the fir- I was did- talking to some of the guys at True 2, like, okay. when the uh, cover was out, and I was like, I just think it means he just, it's just damn, like, all the stuff. Like, you're going to be left with. You're going to be like, damn, damn every, okay. every bar, every line. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Interesting. So, damn sold over 600,000 units in his first week. Crazy to even think about. That's a yeah. shit ton. Uh, and also, K. Dot nabbed his third number one album of his, of his career. Baller. He's a fucking stud. Baller. <laughs> He's a baller. Um, so my my first question, we're going to really, really break this album, probably even more so than the listener, the audience really wants. But I have a lot of thoughts on this. I wrote an article about it yesterday on Are You Entertained, the blog. Go check that out, too. Go check it. I'm sure True 2 has some great coverage of it as well. Uh, but what are your initial thoughts after one listen? Just... I mean, did it did it live up to your expectations? I mean, what? Just give me your initial thoughts after just one listen. Damn, it's good, man. It was good. <laughs> just left your jaw on the it floor. Was really good. I was like, uh, Kendrick was just flexing all over the place. Like he like really uh, let the people know like that no one's touching him. Like yeah. I feel like this really like separates him from like whoever is closest to him, whatever, whoever you think it is. Some people think it's J. Cole, whatever. Like there's a huge gap between him and everybody else right now. So he is King Kendrick. I think so. Kung Fu Kenny is King. Kung Fu Kenny. <laughs> I love he is that. King. All right. Uh, so initially, what are your, do you have uh, I it's tough for me, but I mean, do you have a favorite song, a feature, a production, a sample? Um, do you, do you have a favorite? Can you pinpoint one favorite? 
Uh, well, I said album. earlier I said Love was my favorite song right yeah, now. Yeah, that's I, right. And I think that's my favorite feature, too. I love okay. the Zakari on there. His yeah. voice. How do you have a voice is, like that? I'm man? honestly surprised he's not on beautiful. TDE yet. Yeah, like, like that was Because awesome. he, was, he was heavily involved with Ab Soul's album, mm-hmm. too, I believe. Um, so... He, I, I could see him signing to TDE in the future. Yeah, I never heard Kendrick, prediction like, for the, the dude, fans out okay. there. <laughs> I never heard Kendrick on a song like that either, so yeah. I was like, this is dope. But I think the Rihanna feature is really good, Definitely, too. definitely. I was hearing her rap, like, that's sick. When I saw when I first saw U2, I was so surprised. Yeah, I, dude. That song is very weird, but I love U2. I love Bono on that song. Um, yeah. Very introspective, and I really, really like it. Uh, did you like that feature, too? I think or? it's dope, too. And then yeah. that's probably Edge on the guitar or whatever. Right? Yeah. So you like the whole band, and it sounds sick. For I sure, like for sure. Uh, were you hoping for more features, or did it – was it okay for you? I mean, I don't I – don't, Kendrick doesn't need, doesn't need a lot need of features. features. That's that, what I was thinking. Exactly, like, exactly. And I think the features that he had were, like, just subtle enough where, like, they fit their part and, like, they were good. Yeah. But, like, he's the main thing the whole time. Yeah, and even Rihanna, I mean – he didn't overly use her, you know. He, she wasn't yeah. completely on the hook. I think he used her perfectly, and that was I like that feature as well. Um, so, favorite song for me? I this is tough. Uh, we're gonna break down fear. I think that's the most important song. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. Like I said, DNA. I've been banging in the whip nonstop. Dude, it's um, amazing. It's, so- it, it gets me so hyped. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I'm trying to think of another one that I really, I like really pinpoint as my favorite. Element, I like Yah. Pride's good. Pride's good. Pride is underrated. I like Pride a lot. Like, Steve Lacey's on that. It's so it hard. It's, I mean, every song is fucking great. Every song, every song connects with the other song. There's a cohesive story that's being told. Like, I love it. Um, even even the damn intro, uh, the the lady. Yeah, I, a, I, I was like taking that. a walk it's the just, other so day. Smooth, yeah, it's, it's like, just. All right, I'll listen to Kendrick talk all day about it's whatever. It's awesome. <laughs> it, it's so good. I love it. But um, um, really, I want to talk about one sample before we get into mm. pinpointing the theme and everything. I thought it was really interesting how he sampled the heart part four on fear. I don't know if you noticed that. Nah, I never really talked about it with anybody. Yeah, but I mean, I just. And I can't say I really heard it on the first listen, but after, you know, doing research and doing digging into the genius yeah. lyrics and everything like that, um, you can definitely hear it once once you know, then you can really hear it going back and listening to it. Thought that's really interesting how he put out a promotional single and then sampled that on, I would say, the most important song of the album. Uh, probably what happened was he probably sampled Fear for the heart part four. Um, because yeah. I don't know if you remember, he talked about the um, Thunder and was it Raptors fight on the Heart Part 4, which happened yeah, literally like two that. days before he yeah, put out the right. song. So it's probably the other way around. He sampled Fear. But just the fact that, I mean, obviously the Heart Part 4 came out first. Uh, I just thought that was kind of a weird little play for Kendrick. Yeah. Did you but, think um, it was going to be on the album, the Heart Part? No, well, I didn't. I did, yeah, uh, I didn't. So initially, um, I, I, I had a hunch that it wasn't going to. I mean... I didn't really know, and I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't – I think uh, – what was the hard part three? Was that uh, was that on the, uh, the OD maybe? I haven't heard the first three. I have no I idea. might have heard the third one, but I definitely haven't heard the first yeah. two. Um, so I didn't know if it was like an ongoing series on albums, on mixtapes. So, I mean, I didn't not – I wasn't totally against the idea of it being on the album, but um, – I just kind of had a feeling with the vibe that he was going for, just how he was coming at. I I don't think, I don't foresee Kendrick, I didn't foresee Kendrick putting a a, a quote 
diss song. Right, and a lot right. of people thought this was a diss song. I really didn't. It wasn't but, like a diss, but yeah. it was just like, I don't know. He's like, you can, he was flexing you can, again. He exactly. Was like, he's like, one, two, three, four, five. I'm the greatest rapper alive. Like Exactly. And how I like to think about it is uh, I think it's more for sport than yeah. it is at one person. Like, I think he's trying to. He's telling he's everybody. Tra- exactly. Kind of like he did on Control. I think oh. he's trying to, to get all of the other rappers Step to up. rise to his level yeah. to put it on another like he's trying, he's trying to pull out the competition and everybody. Yeah, because like so that's it how was I the took competition, it. and that's kind of fell off. Like it's exactly, in that. but now he, he wants it back. I, I like it. Like I like too. it like that too. So when I heard that song, I initially thought of it more as a sport than yep. him coming say at Big Sean or Jay Electronica. Sure. So um, I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was interesting. A um, lot of great production. Mike Will made it, and. You know, God knows who else, but he really pulled out some some underdogs for the production mm. value on it. But I thought production wise, it was a great album as well. Um, I think the production maybe got overlooked by the straight storytelling. Yeah. But um, K Dot has he he just has it. Mm. I don't know how else <laughs> to describe it. He's he just good. knows what he's doing, and he's just the best to do it right now. For sure. Um, for sure. I don't think. You can make a little argument, maybe with J. Cole. I would even throw out Logic. I think he's up and coming. I'm excited for this next album, and we'll break that down. But Kendrick is few and far between in my mind. Yeah, so there hasn't been a guy like him in a while. Exactly. Like, like exactly. It's, just, it's totally changing the game, I think. For sure. For sure. All right, so let's get into the, the thick of this album. So right. theme is a big thing with this album. So right away, he throws out the weird... At, like you, you initially hear it and you're like, "What the hell am I listening to?" <laughs> With the uh, taking a walk the other day, you're like, "What does this?" I know it means something, like, but when I first heard, it, I was like, "What the hell am I listening to?" So, I mean, can you pinpoint a theme? It's really hard, and there are a lot of layers, um, a lot, a lot of different meanings. You know, there's a surface level to the individual song, but then I think there's a different theme to the entire album. Yeah, can you pinpoint? one theme so like for me i feel like compared to like maybe like good kid mad city or like sure butterfly this is his less like structured theme album yeah like that he's put out for a while um like i mean it's got a theme but like the theme for me is more so just like it's almost just like kendrick's life i feel like like he's talking about him as a person like all those the album titles like pride fear like all those yeah. feelings like i just think it's just him and like okay. it's a less structured like bigger concept than like the other two albums okay but I think it's still, like, super dope. Like, it's it might not be as much of a big theme, but, like, I think it comes off big just because, like... Yeah, it's for sure, for sure. So I don't know if, if you got a chance to read the article I sent you. Did you? Nah, I didn't if if you. not, that's totally okay. I'm going to break it down. Break so, it down uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, so I... Honestly, I got, like, an epiphany after, like, my 20th listen. Um, it came when I was listening to Fear. Okay. Like I said, I think that's the most important song in it, and I don't know the lyrics off the top of my, my head, but I believe it was the fourth verse, and I just remember that from writing the, the article. But uh, it was kind of like a thesis statement. Like, mm-hmm. he, in one line, you know, when he, he says, I'm talking fear, and he goes on and on, and uh, in one line or two he lays out not every track list name but he says i don't know let's say five out of the whatever 14 songs so he literally lists dna he lists humbleness he lists loyalty he lists love so it's honestly like a thesis statement for the whole album in my mind so what after let's say the 20th listen i 
I just felt like I finally got what K dot was trying to tell me. And, um, really, I think it stems from the first line in the whole album. And that is, is it wickedness or is it weakness? So this album is called damn, which initially you probably think, okay, he wants you, he wants to leave us with our jaw on the floor. Like, damn, like that's probably what you initially think. But when you think about it in a religious aspect, which there, in my mind, there are a ton of religious undertones yep. on this album. Mm-hmm. And you can even go as far to say it's political, it's, it's racial. There's a lot of embedded messages, mm-hmm. and it, it's interpreted differently by every listener. I mean, you can take it a different way. This is the way I took it. But um, with that opening line, is it wickedness or is it weakness? This is how I take that. Wickedness meaning, is it just purely sin? Yep. So that's how I take that. And then weakness, I take it as, is it going to be your downfall? So is it wickedness? Is it weakness? That is a very important two lines in my mind on this album. So, And it's the very first words. So moving on, I think sin is a very, very important topic on this whole album. So if you go back and listen to that one line, I and like I said, I don't have it on me or have the... The thesis statement, like I said, in my head, and I don't have it written down, unfortunately. But if you go look at that one line, and then it pin it, it connects every song, and then you think about that those that that statement that I just said. Basically, I think in other words, he's saying, "Pick your poison." Yep. Everyone has a vice, whether it be gambling, whether it be sex, whether it be drugs, alcohol, etc. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a vice, but I think what the theme is here. K-Dot is saying it's up to you whether to decide this is just sin and because everybody sins. Yeah. Everybody sins. But if you, <laughs> if you let your, your sins become the best of you and allow it to be your weakness or your downfall, I think it will be the death of you. So in saying that, I think the first the, – the woman, I think, she is God. And oh, I'll even okay. I'll even okay. say this I'll even say this. Damn. So if you go back to Ab Soul's album, I don't. Do, do you like that album, or do you really uh, have you yeah. listened to I it was, a lot? Or I was underwhelmed by it. Okay, so all right. I See, I, I honestly thought it's his best album. Okay. And I mean, it's very different and weird and dark. But there's a song on there that's called "God's a Girl," and it's a very weird take. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's it's a theme throughout that album, and a lot of people, a lot of religious people would probably back up off that, which is fine, but when you bring it back, they're both on TDE. They're both on the mm-hmm, same label. Right. They both have a hand in you know, promoting this album, but let's just say for the sake of this argument that God's a girl. The woman that he oh, dies by is shit, a girl. Shit, so here's stop. my here's, – I know I'm looking way too into this Whoa. probably, but um, so my – when I'm trying to pinpoint the theme on this, I here here's my take. So he dies by the hand of God because he gives into his sin and he lets there's always a dark cloud fo- following him and that's the fear yep. of the the wicked that that one question, is it wickedness or is it weakness? So that question is his dark cloud and it's his fear that he will let his sins become the downfall of him yep. and he eventually dies because of his sins damn. therefore damning damn. him to hell okay. exactly damn. So that's my take damn. and like i said it honestly hit me all at once it was an epiphany after listening to fear for like the 20th time um 
So yeah, that's wild. It is, and I'm probably it's looking wild. way too into it. I mean, it, but it adds what up, do you though. think about that? Do you think? I mean, I don't think you're crazy if that's what you're okay. Right. Okay, <laughs> I think it kind so of. So you could it. see, you could see where I can I'm see going where with you're it. going from. Yeah, okay, definitely. Okay. Like it's not, it's not way out there. Exactly. Like, I mean, I think, I, I don't know. Personally, I think so. I I read articles from DJ Booth from Yo. I read the whole theory of um, listening to the album backwards. Um, I personally haven't done that yeah, quite done yet, that but, um, I've heard multiple theories and, you know, um, I've heard a theme is, uh, is there were cursed people. I even talked about yeah. that in my article and you can even make the point how that feeds into the theme that I'm talking about. But, uh, you can talk about how being a cursed people is the complete theme. You can talk about how dizzle is the theme. It's you can dizzle, talk about man. how it's more racial than it is political you can talk about how it's more political than it is religious or vice versa right so i I feel like this album and that's what makes it so great is you can take something away you can take something away where i can take something away completely different and i think that's what makes kendrick so genius and he's just the best everything he's just the best but i mean i mean what and what do you think after that i mean I definitely think I agree. Will you like, look at will you look at it in a different way after listening to it now or I mean I probably I'll probably yeah. go back and like and I'll probably go listen to God's God's a girl again on Absolute yeah. to go go through the whole thing. And it's not really the songs aren't really connected just the just concept. The yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I kind of I see what you're saying though cuz I agree like how you're saying uh he's afraid like all this people all people sin or yeah. whatever and like he's worried about all those things he's feeling, like his pride and things uh-huh. like that, like he's worried those will exactly. his sins will like be his downfall. Kind of, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and I could totally be wrong. I'll, I'll I'll be the first to say that. I mean, you could probably pick holes in my theory, but uh, I don't know. It just all hit me at once after listening to Fear multiple times, and uh, I would recommend following that that guideline a little bit when you're listening to it next. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm on to a little something. Well, so I, I we'll see, see. I see you. Um, yeah, all right, so I also want to break this down a little bit further. There are a lot of connections, honestly a lot of contradictions within the song, song to song. So initially when I think of a uh, contradiction, I, I can think, uh, I think it goes from love, or does it go from love to lust? Or no, it goes lust, lust to, to love, love I think. to then to triple uh, X or yeah. X rated, whatever you want to call it. Um, so in that aspect, I think there's a lot of contradictions and like I said, that's what makes Kendrick so great is because he can he can do that type of things where he can pick out little, little Easter eggs within every song. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it just blows my mind. There's just so much <laughs> to talk about here. Um, but I, I want to start by asking you, uh, Geraldo Riv- Rivera, Riviera, I don't fucking know, uh, <laughs> but the guy on Fox News. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He's on Blood. He's on DNA, and Kendrick mentions him in Yah. Um, and he basically is saying that – so he was criticizing Kendrick's performance of All Right. And I don't, the, I don't remember what car. year. But, yeah, it was the BT Awards when he was on the cop car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of turmoil was going on in the country at that time. You know, the, the police shooting the black guys and uh, all of that, all of that turmoil. And it was a very tense time for yep. the country. Um, so that played a part in it. And obviously Fox news doing what they do fucking best and being, being very conservative about it and everything. Shout out Fox. Shout out Fox news. (laughs) Uh, but, but yeah, so, um, I don't know if you saw 
uh, Geraldo, he actually got on Facebook live. I don't know if it was a Facebook live. He put out a Facebook video um, kind of responding to Kendrick's name drop on Yah. Um, So basically, Geraldo, I mean, K-Dot sampled an interview on Fox News, and he said he Geraldo is saying that he thinks that hip hop is doing more damage than racism to young black men in America in recent years. And I don't really want to get too political on this podcast, but I mean, what are your takes on that? I mean, do you think he's totally out of his fucking mind? Do you think he has a point? I mean, what do, what do you think here? And if you don't want to answer this, uh, if you don't want to show your political, <laughs> you know, ties, that's totally fine with me. I just, I kind of have a bone to pick with it a little bit, but I want to hear your thoughts as well. He's kind of out of his fucking mind, I think, a little okay. bit. Because, I mean, hip-hop's just, it's it's a music form, it's an outlet. That's yeah. like saying, like, uh, like, uh, um, band, like jazz band is terrible for white kids or something like yeah. that. But, like, hip-hop can be for anybody and every, every culture. Like, exactly. music's for everyone. It's universal. It's not damaging, like... And, one specific culture, so that's yeah. kind of messed up. I told, I totally agree. And what it, and we're getting a little too deep here, but that's okay. That that's what makes it good. But uh, hold on. <laughs> but honestly, it it comes down to the parents in my mind. Like right. I've listened to hip hop since. I think what got me into rap was um, "Lose Yourself" by Eminem and um, Eight Mile in okay, general, yeah, the yeah. movie. And ever since then. I have loved hip-hop, everything about hip-hop. Um, Eminem is what really got me into rap. But I, I I see where he's coming from, where hip-hop has a lot of violence in its mm-hmm. lyrics. It, ha- it portrays violence. I, I think that's the problem that you know right. conservatives have with this type of music is the violence it portrays. You think of NWA, but I also think about it as storytelling and you know they have their first amendment rights and after watching Straight Outta Compton they're literally talking about what they go through. Yeah. So in that regard I think it's a it's a cool thing and it's cool to see how other people in America live and I don't want to say I guess I don't want to say cool but you know Right. You can you it's can insightful. Exactly. Like you can pick little things that relate to you in the lyrics of the mass amount of songs that we have in the genre of hip hop and you can use it in your life. You can help it can help you get through a hard time. And I I I, I see very vaguely where they're coming from, but to go out and say on a national news site that it is doing more damage than racism yeah, is that's fucking pretty, crazy to me. That's um, level. And like I said, it comes down to the parents. Like I, like I said, I've been listening to hip hop since I don't even know when Eight Mile came it's out. Like, like it's almost early two thousand. That he's saying that because like hip hop was like when hip hop was first born. Like it was traditionally like people thought of it, it was like black music or whatever. Yeah. But now hip hop like. White people are. It's every. It's, it's everybody. So that's bringing people together. It's not yeah. tearing people apart, like, which is what racism does. Like they're. That's that is totally actually different. a very good point. Totally Damn. Different. Okay. <laughs> Isaac coming with dropping the knowledge. I like that. <laughs> but just I honestly, I just think it comes down to the parenting. I I can listen to the most outlandish Eminem song. Um, I I can think of a million crazy ass lyrics. Like he that, says crazy shit, yeah, man. He, like and he does it to push the envelope. He yeah. there's a method to his madness, but um. I can listen to that, and I'm still. I like to think I'm a fairly decent human being. I'm a right. normal guy. I'm right. <laughs> like I'm not out shooting up places. Like I, I can listen to it, and I can make decisions for myself. It doesn't yep. break down society. So I, 
we're getting a little too deep, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I think it needs to be heard. And um, hip hop is a good thing. This is a hip hop roundtable. Hip hop is a good team. Support it. <laughs> it's a good it. team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So another thing I'd like to point out while we're breaking down this album um, on Yah, Kendrick calls himself an Israelite, and um, he also mentions that his co- his cousin Carl on the song. Um, with, uh, he he mentions him in the song on the on Yah, but then you fast forward to Fear, and we hear voicemails from Carl, where he says that blacks and Native Americans and Hispanics are all the real Israelites. Um, I also connected this with my my pinpointed theme. Um, but what's your take on that? I mean, do you think that's weird? Do you think you, can you see where he's coming from? What do you think about that line? I see. I think, like, I understand the metaphor he's kind of making. Okay. I think so. Like, I don't know a whole lot about because, it. Like, because he pulls out a, a verse in the Bible, if I'm yeah, not that's mistaken. Yeah, um, It was just interesting how he corresponded to that to basically the minorities of America. Yeah, right. And I think it's very prevalent in today's society to do that. It was just an interesting way how he went about it, calling himself an Israelite. Um I just thought it was interesting. I didn't know if you had a take on that. Um, yeah, it is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's, I, like, it's deep. And we keep we keep it's going back stuff. to this, but Kendrick finds weird ways and crazy ways to just show he is the fucking best to do it right now. Um, so yeah, so he's on um, one. He's doing he's doing things. He's doing he's doing things for sure. Um, so I kind of want to talk about Duckworth as well. Oh yeah, um, and how crazy of uh, of a story it Mind is. Mind blown, dude. It, it really is, Wild. and. Um, Honestly, can you can you even think off the top of your head of I mean, there's probably some on the same level. I don't know if it's better, but um I can think of two stories just off the off the top of my head that are on the same level. One being uh I don't know if you heard Royce the Five Nine, uh Le- no, what's the opening song? Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Okay. Um and he talks uh Royce talks about how on the same day his son was born, his grandma died, and he met Eminem. Same day. Can you even imagine? Yeah, that's wild. Um, that's and then, big, that's a big day, obviously, man. this one where uh, Kendrick talks about how his dad, Ducky, and Top Dog uh, met. And eventually, obviously, Top Dog is going to sign Kendrick. And it's just mm-hmm. a wild a wild coincidence. But um, I guess another one which isn't a true story, but just the storytelling of it is Stan by Eminem. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can even go as far to say that's probably the best different perspective, the best rap song wrapped by a different perspective. I, I would I say. probably agree with that. That's, that song is crazy. It is. It's it very, is. Uh, that's a deep song. Like, that's yeah, on it, it is. Levels. So storytelling-wise, those are the three songs I think of um, where I'm just like, okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, damn. But, um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that Duckworth? Specifically, I guess, if you want to talk even further, do you like how what he did there with the I Was Taking a Walk the other day on the first song and then how he reversed it on Duckworth and then ended with I Was Taking a Walk the other day on the last song? Do you like, do you like how he set that I up there? Or? I think that's dope. I, think I really it liked too. it. When I, when, I, when I first heard that, I was like, okay. I was yeah. like, all right. Just, um, I honestly it wish was, I had that storytelling ability. Yeah, it was yeah. a very smart move. Very him, smart. I, um, I even like how he threw in the I got, I got from yep. DNA, you know, backtracking the whole album. Thought that was honestly genius. Um, 
So I guess what else have you picked up anything else? I'm assuming you've listened to it more than once. Anything you've kind of picked up after listening more and more that you maybe didn't catch on the first listen? Um, things I picked up. Well, there's I so going, much. I keep I going back to but... DNA just because like I got to hear those rhymes. Like yeah, um, but like. A lot of people were looking for, like, this is, like, how we were talking about earlier, how, like, mm-hmm. he's making rap a sport again. And, like, he, I don't think he's really coming at any rappers, like, yeah. personally on this either. I just for think sure. it's just more, it's such a, like, self-inflect and, like, looking inside himself, like, on this oh, album, yeah. I feel like. Like, it's cool how, uh, it just, it shows how normal he is as a guy. Like, he's talking about all these feelings and, like, issues that he deals with. Yeah. That, like, we deal with every day, like everybody does. And I think that was pretty cool just to, like, dive into that more. Like, he's really making a introspective album that's like relatable for everybody yeah for sure and i mean it's relatable to the normal person they can pick out pieces and relate it to their Mm -hmm. life and help them you know i think that's always a great thing um i guess we kind of talked about it a little we did talk about it but absol posed an interesting question on twitter the other day and he said what was the name of the blind woman who uh found kenny's life on and he put in all caps found which is a little interesting because mm. she killed him on blood. But um, like I said, I, I gave my theory why I think it's God. But um, could you see it being someone else? Or the, the fact that he said found, and I'm pretty sure I quoted that right. Uh, he yes. said, what was the name of the blind woman who found Kenny's life on blood? Well, it's very that almost, interesting. That almost like adds to your like theory there about her being God or whatever. Cause, yeah. Like, and like God can find, he'll find your life at the beginning, like start it all up. Yeah, and he, he can end it. Like, that's true. <laughs> that's his power. So I don't know. That's interesting. I don't yeah. know. Absol, Absol is always <laughs> very vague He's on cryptic, Twitter man. and very cryptic. That's the way. That's the so word. mysterious. That's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes all these crazy conspiracies that were going Exactly. <laughs> and perfect segue to conspiracy. Uh, did you get your hopes up for the two album theory? Uh, I, I know hope- I did. Was I the first one to share it with you? Or? Yeah, when I woke up in the morning, I, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "No way!" I know. I, I hadn't even listened to "Damn" yet. So then when I saw that, I was, I was like, <laughs> "We probably I ruined like, it." Honestly, I'm it. sorry about that. I was, like, but- <laughs> I was like, "There can't be two albums." But I was like, "That seems." It was like that. Whoever did that, like. That's they, a super smart conspiracy. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, how do you just make that up? Like, It made perfect sense in my mind. Yeah, same. It made perfect like, sense. So let me give a little background to, maybe to people who don't know the two-album theory. So initially, I mean, the, the album came out, what, Thursday night at 11 or yeah, midnight, whatever. whatever. And then that morning, I see on my Twitter blowing up about this crazy-ass theory about how – there might be a second album coming on Easter. So he released Damn on Good Friday and how on Damn he dies, obviously in the first song we've talked about it, and how Jesus resurrects on the third day on Easter and how possibly we might get a new album where he resurrects on Easter. So, I mean, (laughs) there was a whole bullet, a list of bullet points that pointed out theories and little tidbits everything added up everything added up it was great and what what started it was soundwave one of the producers uh affiliated with tde he tweeted and he said what if i told you that that wasn't the official album or something to that yeah, effect a picture I can't of morpheus and like, a picture of morpheus got, oh, that's man. the thing that's the thing that what pisses is, why me off you do that? because you initially said you're like he's probably talking about the leaked version which he ended up tweet he ended up saying that but on twitter why would he tweet that but why the hell would he feed into that and 
put out Morpheus. That's, that's what nice. pisses me off. The hype, the hype building. Exactly, I don't know if it was exactly. But so it doesn't make sense if it wasn't. Like, exactly. So once he did tweet that out, people are saying that the dam is the red pill with the the blood and the and oh. the you know Crip would be the blue on Easter and how on the album cover he was it was a red brick and then people were saying that the second album was going to be called Nation oh. with a blue brick and how put together it'd be damnation uh so honestly it like, it added up and i was going for it for a little bit if, if but, it would have happened i would have been like this is the best thing that's oh, ever happened oh, in hip-hop yes. history like that would have been insane yeah so if it did happen would you i mean obviously we would have been excited but do you think it would have been a little too much for us to to digest in one sitting i mean it's always hard like to just listen to back-to-back albums from yeah, an artist I exactly guess, but, like i mean It'd be cool because they'd be connected somehow. Like, exactly. It'd be a whole story. I think. I mean, it would take a while for me, like, overly grasp. Yeah, all we the wouldn't be doing this would, podcast yeah, probably today. Yeah, I gotta still think be about chewing it, bro. on it. <laughs> but I think it would be cool. I mean, I don't know if it'd be too much or not, but I think it'd be crazy. Like, it would be. Future drop the two album things or whatever. The he did, one. and I was just about to connect that. I mean, if Future can do it, God, Kendrick, Kendrick can do it. Can do it. Shit, it's like Future's. I only liked really like one of Future's albums. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have liked Hendrix one. I'm not a Future guy, but. I fucks I fucks with uh, I like Hendrix. Hendrix dude. It is Fresh not bad. air on there. That, yeah. That's my jam, dude. Not, not bad. Not bad. Awesome. Um, yeah. So very, very detailed uh, conspiracy theory that didn't come to fruition, unfortunately. But uh, another thing that I, I get Kendrick eventually put to rest. But I don't know if you saw the Instagram live thing. Did you yeah, see no, that? I saw that. Where, I, I I believe that one. Okay. I, so I, let me get your take on this real quick. So on Instagram live, I, I believe it was at a album signing or something. Yeah. He did Compton. A thing in Compton yep. Yeah. And, uh, so someone was asking him on there, is there more music coming? And he goes, I got more music coming. So like, people were thinking, okay, are we going to get a second album? But then later on, I don't know if you saw he him tweeted, it like right away. Yeah. And he tweeted, he goes, I appreciate you all anticipating new music of mine. None is coming. But then he said something like, "My new music will be like on all the other TV, yeah, all albums, the t- on the TDE like tours or something." Yeah, or so I maybe we'll get some f- some features in the future. But I mean, is there still a glimmer of hope yeah, that man. we might get an album in like winter or like what? I don't know if Kendrick's the dude to drop two albums in a year though. That's why it was so crazy. Like if you get two like within a week. So I don't really know. My if mind will be like, fucking I think blown. I'm I'm not hoping for it. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like, I don't I'm, think so either. I don't want to get my hopes to be there. If it does, I'll be like, yeah. wow, like that'll be awesome. But yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen now. The like, only, I mean, unless maybe there's like a TD like secret like collab album or something. Now that like, how good music now, does. It ooh, things. wouldn't that be dope? That would make a little sense, I guess, if they throw out a Black Hippie album or something. That would be awesome. Damn, I, would, I didn't I'd be even down think about that. that. I didn't even think about that. That would be dope. Hopefully that happens. All right. Yeah. So I mean. Let's let's okay. So let's get into the the meat of the questions, All the right. tough questions. So, uh, um, where do you rank "Damn" among Kendrick's discography? I mean, this is tough. This is hard. So, especially since it's been out maybe a week and yeah, some change. But sure. um, where where would you rank "Damn"? I think so. "Tim of Butterfly" was like huge for me. I feel like, and I don't know. It's grown. Damn has grown to me where it's oh, like yeah. almost the point. Like I almost think they're like equal. Yeah, it's just different. I feel like Tim of Butterfly was such a big moment, like with what was happening, like uh, in the news and everything. For like sure. That. So that's, that's like at the top spot. But I think Damn is. I like it a little more than Good Kid, Mad City. I think um, as far as those three albums go. So I think I'd put it second. Maybe it's climb. It might climb up to one because it's such more. I think it has more replay value than Tim of Butterfly. Okay. Like not that Tim of Butterfly isn't because- good, but like. 
I, I got to be in that mood. Yeah, I would argue that To Pimp a Butterfly is not an album where you can pick out like one song. Right. Like you literally have to listen from listen beginning to, yep. to end, and it's very dense and it's kind of long. So it's kind of hard to listen. You, you like you said, you have to be in the mood for it. Whereas, damn, you can you can pick out some songs and yeah, listen to them over and over. Like, like you can throw out DNA if you're in the the sexual mood. You can throw on lust. You yeah. can you know stuff like that. Where whereas to Pimp Butterfly, you really have to listen from beginning to end. You can throw out maybe maybe all right and you know the like the King Kunta, like, exactly yeah, the the radio hits. Yeah, but. I, to really understand it and get the you whole thing, the whole you thing. gotta listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And to to a point, you kind of have to do that with "Damn" too. But yeah. I just think "Damn," you can pick out more songs and listen to them yeah. on an individual basis. Um, for me, this is tough. Like I said, "To Pimp a Butterfly" is my all-time favorite album. But like you said, I agree with you. I, I think "Damn" has the potential to climb and. I, I don't want to say beat out to Pimp a Butterfly, yeah. but maybe like a 1A, 1B. Yeah, I, um, I feel that. <laughs> uh, like in Good Kid, Mad City, we're doing that in Injustice. I mean, that's I, a great-ass really great album. album. It should have won great, a Grammy dude. as well. Yeah, he got uh, He, he got definitely stopped. did. Macklemore, get the hell out of here. You got the but, uh, <laughs> but Exactly. But uh, I would probably put that third. Um, and I... It's I'm, we're, not even so getting good, into, we're not even getting into Section 80 and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but... I would probably do To Pimp Butterfly, Damn, and then Good Kid, Mad City for me right now. Yeah, um, and I then, if, then Section 80 Damn, if he's you coming want with, like, his rhyming's just really on point in this album. Like, it, it really is. It's, I mean, he's always on point, but, like, he, I just feel on Damn, it just feels like it's more like it's just hitting me. It, can I, can I kind of throw out a, a semi-hot take? Yeah. And Hit me. I don't want <laughs> to do Kendrick a, a, a dis, disservice or anything, but do you think that part of the reason why he's so – great and so successful is his voice i think he has okay that he has we just, the voice i was just talking about this yes he has like i would throw it up with like q-tip q-tip has voice. Uh, a like unique 3K, voice andre like, 3k yeah yeah and kendrick has that voice kendrick where it's just can... like it's weird enough it's it's weird enough to be different but at the same time i mean he's just a great lyricist so you mm. can't discredit him that way but i think he just has that voice where you're like Damn, this is weird. Yeah, like, like some, I just want to keep going back to it. Some of us at True Two are just talking about this. How okay. he'll like change his voice too, like for certain exactly. songs, and like, and it doesn't, it like helps the message he's saying. Yes. he puts on these characters that like, it, yes, pushes it like because he has different fe- personas. Yeah, even his features like on Goosebumps, like yep. he did that whole like crazy like alien type voice. Yes, and I was like, and what? actually, the fact that you brought that up, I correl- I don't want to say I correlate, but I can hear kind of the same vibe on Goosebumps and lo- Love. I think they have that same kind of like I kind of see what you're not saying. vibe, but same kind of it's cadence. It's almost in the same. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. You see what I'm saying a little yeah. bit. I, I just he, that was just a it's weird cool correlation. His voice is like it just yeah. it's so fun. Like it's kind of like, uh, like even on Eminem the M did stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like that. Exactly. So like, even Kendrick's even, so good at it. He is. He is. I love the voice. And even on Blood, even on the intro where yeah, he says just, he's as taken away. I would let the day. It's just different. Him like do like an audio or something. Just put that tape in. Just just narrate that. Him shit. reading like the whole Harry Potter series, like that would be that would be hilarious. You want it, you want it. an audio book from Kendrick narrated by books. Kendrick? Kenny, let's do this. That's hilarious. That's funny. All right, um, let's see what else do we have on this. Okay, so here's another kind of a toughie. So, are we ready to put K Dot on the Mount Rushmore of rap? Is it too early, or are you ready? Um, 
I guess like, technically I didn't throw him in my top five. I'm ready. I didn't I'm yet, ready. just because he's still in it. I didn't. I don't know if I want to do people who are like still like okay. Up. Like I mean Eminem, I know still doing it, but he's kind of like slowed off. Like sure, I think sure. we'll get an album from him or something maybe like soon. But hopefully, uh, but we'll touch like, on that a little like bit. I have the, a little. Yeah, he's on the bottom half or like he's riding out his career. Like uh-huh. I'm not saying he's like washed up or anything. Yeah, but like. Kendrick's on well on his way. Like I think when it's all said and done, I think he'll definitely be like he'll be up there. Like oh, yeah. he'll be up with like Pac and Biggie. How people yes. talk about them? Totally agree. Um, totally agree. Because like what he's done like for like the cultural impact and like in society. Like he's been he's such a huge figure. Like yeah, he's like he's a notorious dude. Like you know who Kendrick Lamar is for like, sure. Everyone does, even if you don't like hip hop. Like eight, eight, he was on right. a Taylor Swift song. He like, has eight million followers, people so people know his ass. People know. <laughs> okay. All right, and then one last question on uh, the Damn album. What has more commercial appeal, Damn or For Your Eyes Only by J. Cole? I think this is kind of an easy question, but... Damn does, I think. I think so, too. But on the same, the same like aspect, this is, so obviously we're producers for iHeartMedia, and uh, this is just kind of a weird little tidbit, a take, but normally you would think like a top 40 song would be in the production log. I haven't seen a new Kendrick song. The last Kendrick song on there is all right. I think there hasn't yeah, been one on the damn. I, think that's the only I, one I would that's think, I would think that humble would eventually, you know, load into that, but yeah, I don't know. Humble. I, I, it would be, I, I feel love like it'd be could, I don't, love. Love's, I, could, I feel like love's heavily underrated. Though, I could see it, love. You could play that. Like I could see love going on the radio. I also think like, but, especially in Iowa, we don't get the print like in other true. states they play. They're more inclined to play it, exactly, like, but I think it'd be weird to hear like humble or love on like let's say kiss. Would could you, you see it? It blow my mind. Like it would, be, it would blow hear, my mind. I'd get sometimes hyped. I hear random songs on that rap songs. I'm like, whoa! Like someone's playing this on the radio <laughs> right now. I'm like okay, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Okay, I I just wanted to throw out that question. Um, any last words on on damn? Probably gonna go home and listen to it again now, man. I <laughs> you, got to. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. All right, um, here's the topic that I am very, very excited to get into. Uh, Logic, everybody. Initially, it was slated to be called Africarian. Uh, The title switched to everybody. Um, It's set to drop on May 5th, and I am fucking pumped. I'm so excited. Um, So I think I put this on here, but I bought my limited edition hardcover deluxe version of everybody true fan. um true fan I'm, I'm, i'd like to say i'm a true fan uh <laughs> it includes a 44 page booklet and um it, it's a hardcover and it has the painting on it the only thing i don't have that i'm a little disappointed is the documentary i think mm, you yeah. have to get the digital version which i don't know if i want to purchase the digital it version and you don't get the digital version of what you got no i have the the actual cd the physical Oh, Maybe I get a digital, digital copy. Yeah. I know sometimes when you buy vinyls and stuff like those, they packages, give you they give both. You digital okay, but that's because I guess I don't know. I haven't got it yet, so mm-hmm. maybe. But um, I'm really excited for this album. The just just the expectations and the message that mm-hmm. they're kind of giving me what it's going to be. I'm fucking excited. But uh, first, first of all, why do you think he switched the title from Africarian to Everybody? So I think well now Africarian is a is track. a song. It's a yep. track. I think. I think it was a great decision by him personally. I think so, too. I think he would have got a lot of flack. I think it would have alienated kind of what he was trying to do. Like, it would have set, like, so, like, with what he's doing, like, everybody, it's about everybody, every race, mm-hmm. every color, every, like, sexual orientation. If he would just been Africarian, it would have, like, limited his scope, I think. And he's like, okay. oh, yeah, I'm trying to reach everybody here. Like, this, that's a, this that's is a great take. every person. So I think I think that's why he changes. So I, I support him on that. Okay. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, so... 
he threw out the the cover, the track list, everything. Uh, listed fe- listed features. I, ha- I have a theory here. Listed features <laughs> include Killer Mike, Ansel nope. Elgort, Black Thought, Chuck D, Big Limbo, No ID, Juicy Day, nope. Juicy J, which I'm is kind of weird. About that one. I am too. I don't I know if it fits. I know it's weird. Alessia uh, Cara, the Ansel Elgort. Elgort. How do you say his name? I don't even know. Ansel Elgort. Crazy. Who is that? He's the dude from. Uh, uh, what's that? It's like a John Green book movie thing. She uh, got cancer. Huh. So he's like, uh, is he more of an actor? He was an actor, but he's been doing like this weird electronic music. Oh, and, like, okay. He can sing apparently. So huh. I don't know if he's going to rap on this or what. So I'm very interested in that. That's Interesting. Weird. Yeah. What's, I can't remember what that movie's called, dude. That, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's a very weird feature. I didn't know who it was. Uh, but we have Alessia Cara and Khaled. Uh, love Khaled. He's an His up and talent. Amazing. Yes. He's so dope. Uh, I'm, that's awesome. He's up and Cal's coming. Up. He's gonna be. He's young. He's gonna too, be a man. star. He's, yeah. His voice is so good. He's gonna be a star. We have Lucy Rose, Damian Lamare Hudson, which is on Black mm-hmm. uh, Black Super Spider Man. Excuse me. Um, that one already came out, and then the weird one, the big one, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Big Vaughn. They're That's apparently dope. the narrators. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is like a big astrophysicist guy. Genius. And um, <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking genius. And. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched a YouTube video where Logic broke down just the concept, which honestly, I don't want to say I regretted watching it, but he he gave a lot of inside, and um, he even said, he's like, this isn't a spoiler, this is just background no, to know going into listening to it, mm-hmm. um, and he said that Neil deGrasse Tyson is playing God on the album, so okay. interesting, interesting there. Interesting. Um, cool. I don't know uh, what Big Vaughn is going to... Yeah. portray on there i think he is a like a dj or some radio figure in the bay um yeah. i got that from the video as well but i don't know what he's gonna portray on there but um uh i have a few theories i'd like to like to throw out to you yes um well, just i a, love these theories it, it, i i know i guess <laughs> I, I probably get way too into looking into these but whatever it it's cool. Um, <laughs> cool. So I'll pose these questions and then we can discuss. Okay. Right. So the album artwork, which is fucking beautiful in it's my dope. mind, it's so good. Sam Spratt is He's, a great I've talent. Him out. He's awesome. He's very good. Uh, but the artwork seems to have a million clues on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's, it, I, I feel like, in a way, everybody on that played a part on the album or they have something to do with it. So yeah. on it, J. Cole yep. is painted on it. Tech that. Nine, Khaled, Killer Mike, John Bellion, Alessia Cara, Black Thought, Juicy J, Erica Badu, I believe, is That's on there. Um, and then another little little hidden gem oh. for you. If you scroll, if you if you zoom in the very front in the middle by yeah. the dogs, it has a six. Yep. Looks very Drake. similar to Drake's six on the Summer Sixteen. I've been logo. seeing all him liking all that stuff, I, and Logic's he's been liking man. him on Instagram. Oh, no. Shit ton of uh, he likes like every other picture of Logic. So my question is, where's J Cole and where's Drake on this track list? If these are indeed the features, that's the only thing. And I don't, I don't think uh, Tech Nine was listed. He wasn't listed. Either, he wasn't listed. Erica Badu wasn't on there. Mm. John Bellion, I don't think was I on wish. there. I love John uh, Bellion. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, so my question to you, and I even posed, so here's another little uh, little theory, little digging I did. <laughs> so I randomly searched J. Cole on the Genius app on my phone, and on it, it shows every song that he is featured on, yep. and, you know, included on, whatever. Um, and I scrolled down, and Africarian, the song, is on 
his rap genius slate. Dude, genius is always. That's I know. Where all these things and are happening. Like, I go on it. See these leaked songs. That's what I'm saying. They must get the quick hand. They, on they probably now. do, and I think they have a connection with Logic. I think the Rob Markman, who is the rap genius guy, is painted on there, um, oh, so they okay. probably have cool. a little connection. Cool. But anyway, so on the Africarian, I click on it. There's an asterisk by it, and it, you click on it, and it says lyrics will be posted once the album is, you know, out. Uh, so my theory is. This song, and if you go onto iTunes, this song is 12 minutes long, leaving a lot of time for, say, a J. Cole hidden feature and or even a maybe a Drake, Drake feature. feature. And the song is Africarian, probably going to talk about racism yep. and being biracial, both of which yep. are oh. biracial. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I, think that's... I hope I'm right. I did the same thing, and I searched Drake. Drake did not have Africarian, okay. so... Who knows? Um, I also put this little theory out on Are You Entertained's Twitter, and it actually got a lot of hits. Um, someone even responded, and they said, when you pre-order the album uh, digitally, um, then you go into you cl- right-click on um, Africarian and like get info, and oh, you yeah, scroll yeah. down. Some dude was saying that J. Cole is a producer on there. Okay. And that could very well be true. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know. I'm holding out. I think I think there I, might be a J. Cole feature. I, I think so too. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's either that or it's just like the inspiration, like that. But but th- we talked about this on uh, another podcast on Are You Entertained? Um, if it's inspiration only, why isn't like Nas on there? Right. Why, you know, that's that's my only take on that. Um, so I don't know. I'm holding out for a J. Cole feature. That would be crazy. Even I, could you awesome. imagine J. Cole, Drake, and Logic on one That'd song? That'd be crazy. It'd it be, would be. It'd crazy. be like weird, but like it'd be good. I it would. It would show you how much Logic has grown because, it, like, in popularity. I, so. I mean, yeah, it's insane to me to I, even I think, think about. I think he's uh, he's underrated. Very underrated. Very underrated. And it's even crazy because. On one hand, you think he's underrated, but on the other hand, I think there was some stat where he surpassed like two million streams on Spotify. So people are out there and listening to him. I don't know if it's the Rat Pack and it's strong, which I know it is, but a lot of people love Logic, and I'm really excited because I think this message needs to be heard by the masses, and I hope it. I hope it is. I'm kind of nervous too. Why? Why you say that? I said that he's underrated or whatever. I think people. I think he's going to catch a lot of heat for it too. Oh yeah, people are going to be like, "Why are you just talking about being biracial?" Well, okay. Yes, I I totally agree. That's stupid because like uh, Kendrick can put out like to put butterfly and like he's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like, but like, why can't Logic do the same? Exactly. Exactly. I I just think it's going to be very controversial, but I think it's going to be good. Exactly. I I totally agree, and I think I think you touch on a topic that he is is very relevant to logic and the fact that he is biracial, he's half white, half I don't black. Think a lot of people know that he's exactly mixed. like a lot of people. I think just think he's a white rapper. Exactly. And I think, I, I think that's wrong because it is, it's, it's a, uh, I don't want to say it's embedded in a lot of his music. It is, but it's not, he doesn't really touch on it, at least on the albums. But, um, yeah, he's only ever like briefly mentioned. Something. Yeah, like, exactly. He's never he's talked briefly, about it like this. Like, exactly. This totally he's different. either briefly mentioned it, or when someone comes at him like he's a you're a white rapper, he comes back and says, "I'm half black." You know. Yeah. I think it's the fact that he looks white is yeah, the, like, the thing. Um, but I, like you said, I'm really excited, and I think I think that's probably why he switched it from Africanian to everybody. Like you said, it it, it yeah. opens up the scope a little bit, and I think. 
So initially, I heard this podcast, and I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole podcast. I saw like a snippet of it. Um, initially, and maybe it's still, maybe the concept is still embedded in this next in this upcoming album. But it was supposed to be about how everybody, every human, every everybody stems from Africa, and everybody has right. African roots. Yep. And throughout time, pe- humans have evolved into lighter skin. Mm-hmm. And so that's where he got the term Africarian, and then that's why he brought on Neil deGrasse, or, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson to, I th- I, originally I thought he was going to bring in the science aspects to yeah. it, but now knowing that he's God, that sense. you might throw that out. But um, it'll be inter- interesting to see if that theme and that concept has changed a little bit or mm-hmm. if we'll still see that um and I mean, we're on, speculating on the but first who knows? like tracks he's put out so far like he's talking about everybody and like, uh, okay legit, and, like, and i have not everybody. listened to those because i'm a weirdo and fan, I, I like to, i want to consume it in 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 a whole um but just you told what with what you've told me and what um some other buddies have told me about just the vibe of the songs I'm fucking excited. So it's, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be interesting. I'm yeah. really excited for it. Okay. So I mean, could you foresee us maybe getting a Tech Nine, uh, a Drake, a uh, uh, J Cole, an Erica Badu, a John Bellion? Let's let's straight up predict. Do you, do you think they'll be on this album? Um, I bet. Say like John Bellion. I bet I could see him producing some shit on that. Okay. I don't know. If I could even see him being some backup, backup vocals, vocals or something. Yeah, that could be too. Tech Nine. I don't know why you wouldn't list Tech Nine. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Why, but maybe just for the surprise. But like, I've, I'm really just holding out for J Cole at this point. I know. I think, I think he could be thrown on there. I don't want. I, part of me I doesn't want to get my hopes up. There. Maybe she could be singing something though. Yeah, that could be it. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, I think the two like if there's a the big ones will be like if there's a J Cole verse. Yeah, like, and I think it if if we do get it, I I feel like it has to be on that Afrikaan song. It's 12 minutes long. I mean, there, see that. There's gotta be something. There on has like, to be. Yeah, I think there's gonna be multiple rappers on there for sure. And like, I don't it's not know. Just gonna be logic on there. Is it, there anyone featured on it right now? So listed? technically, the listed feature is Neil deGrasse Tyson. But there's I'm pretty be more. I think so too. I'm and almost, I, I could be like really confident. Yeah. In that. It's gonna. It's it'll be like a big like cipher thing. Like, I think so. Like just going <laughs> that would be so insane. <laughs> but the thing with me is, I don't. I I sometimes I like to just um, get onto like visionary music groups, Twitter, mm-hmm. just to kind of see if I can pick up on any Easter eggs or anything. And they are tiptoeing around the J. Cole thing. A lot of people have hit him up about it. That's and a big deal. People they're like tiptoeing, they're tiptoeing around a little bit. The cover, they like. say so they blatantly said that because a lot of people thought that maybe on the deluxe version there's like a hidden song mm. and that w- will get will get J. Cole or Drake or something like mm-hmm. that on the hidden song. But they blatantly said there are only going to be what is it, thirteen songs or whatever. There's not going to be the fourteenth. Yeah, um, I think, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think our best bet is that Afrikaan song if we're going to get a hidden feature or something. I think I'm with it. I'm with. I'm supporting that. If I it's like not, it. I'm going to be crushed. I convinced. You, I convinced you with the theory. Yep. Okay. I'm, I support that one. I, be, I believe you too. Like, I like it. I, hopefully, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> hopefully, I have some valid points. Um, but yeah. So okay. Some just, just some more kind of little little questions for you so do you think the the story on the album will be set on earth kind of set as a warning to to mankind or do you think it will be set on paradise linked back to the incredible true story and be kind of a look back on earth well first the incredible true story was very good i want to say that i love that album 
Um, that's an interesting idea that it would be on Paradise because I get, Logic's the type of guy who would connect the albums. Yeah. I think. I think for can, you want me to sh- you want me to throw in a few more things that might add to the theory a little yeah, bit. Throw, okay, throw so sorry to sorry to interrupt you. I just want I just want to feed the point a little bit. So in the album trailer, the lady mm-hmm. says this is called the Plaza, painted over three hundred years ago back on Earth by the legendary Sam Spratt. So that's a little confusing yeah. that he's that she said it was painted back on Earth. So I don't know, but the thing that might give feed into the how they the albums might link mm-hmm. together. The narrators on the incredible true story are also painted yeah, on I was gonna say on that. there. And I'll I'll even throw this this it's another question I have, but the robot on there, um a lot of people think that is Thalia. Yeah. Um and so my question is do you think that um first of all do you think it'll be set on Earth or Paradise? And then do you think the albums will be linked with the narrators from, you know, Incredible True Story and Thalia. I mean, I could see the narrators from Incredible True Story making an appearance, making a or little appearance, like a little thing to make like the point. Okay. I don't know if they'll be in it a lot. See, um, I, I honestly don't want them to be a lot. Yeah. I would be okay with be okay like with a like little appearance or something because, like, especially if we're going to get Neil deGrasse Tyson and yeah. Big Vaughn, and if we have Thalia, that'll just be a lot of narration, which mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with. But I want the music to tell the story, right? So. For sure, I think that. It'll be talking about the past and the future, kind of. Okay. A little bit of both, because that's just, it seems like it would make sense. Yeah. Um, and then, well, let's see, what else is it? Paradise. Yeah. It's starting to make more sense to me. I feel like that'd be a bigger stretch, but, like, I could totally see him doing it, because that video was very interesting, like, yeah. how they're showing the kids in the museum, and it's totally futuristic. Like, I think it's definitely, like, it'll be set in the future, but I think, like, Neil will be, like, narrating, like, about... Now, the future, and yeah. the past. Like, so I think be, it'll be, like, a whole time. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. And here's another little thing that I picked up in that uh, video where Logic gave us the concept. And I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. But he specifically says he's rapping through, like, three different perspectives. Yeah. And telling the story of how they view the world through those three perspectives. And I don't know... Hmm. He, he in that vi- I'll have to send you that video, yeah. but uh, he specifically says the perspectives in that video. But um, it'll be inter- interesting to see how he connects sci-fi, how he connects paradise, because I'm I'm sure he will in some way. Maybe um, I'm just I just want May fifth to be here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm excited for it. he's like he's super crafty and creative. Like he is. It, it'll be super like Incredible True Story was it was a story Honestly, man. Like I would even go as far to say as Incredible Incredible True Story was. Groundbreaking because I mean you can you can throw out some more audio cinematic albums, yeah. but that one I that mean was cool. I it really was cool it. and even if you even if the me- the the music itself was just you know if you thought it was okay, right. I think it's groundbreaking in the aspect that really there's no other. Honestly, it's a movie. It's a cinematic. Yeah, right? It's a it's an audio movie, and I think that's really the only one off the top of my head that I can think of, and I think. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get another Kinda one like, with this, album. like because the internet with Gambino, he had the whole screenplay with it, yeah, yeah, like that. But, but like, even even Logic's with, was like Logic had scenes and he, he whole, yeah, exactly was, he brought in scenes, he brought in actors cool. to do the narration. Mm-hmm. I just think it was very cinematic, and I, I like think we're it. gonna get that with everybody as well. I think Would you agree? I okay, think so cool. Um, all right, like so the sequel, yeah, I very well could be. And also, I don't know if you've heard this. Theory. <laughs> I keep yes. saying theory. God bless. But um, Thalia 
you can even link under pressure to okay. incredible true story. And here is the logic I behind listened it. To that one a while. I haven't listened to under pressure in its entirety in a while either. But, um, so basically Thalia is on under pressure quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And initially when you, uh, when that first came out, people were, people thought it was kind of a nod to a tribe called quest because they have that the same, I don't want to say the same voice, but that kind of thing where that, automated voice kind of yeah. gives you tidbits of the album mm-hmm. so that's what it was doing under pressure and people thought at the time that it was just like okay he's he's paying homage to tribe called quest but then when you have thalia on the incredible true story right. it is almost like they are in the spaceship listening to under pressure and then it gets into the narration and then they listen to the incredible true story on the way to paradise yeah so they're I, they're linked that, yeah so that's why I think that Thalia could and definitely Thalia be a part. knows everything that's happened. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She, and she'll relay every, every message. Exactly, and that's why I think that she can definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if she plays a part on everybody. She's got to be on it. I feel. I, I think so too. Only time will tell, my Only friend. Time Only tell. time will tell. <laughs> um, also, this dude who I found on Twitter has been deciphering everybody on the album cover. Damn. Um, I'll have to send you the link to that. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, I even checked today before we went on this podcast, and uh, he initially had it pinned. Uh, it was a pinned tweet. He took the pin down. but um, So I'll have to go back and find it. But uh, that's where I got all of the, the Tech 9 and the – the uh, John Bellion and the um, Eric Badu and the six. And he literally breaks down every minute detail um, and very strong possibility that he could be wrong. Um, I even reached out to see if uh, we could get him to come on a podcast. Oh, he hasn't gotten great. back to me, but I think that'd be really cool because he's, it, he's, he's spent, probably, he's probably in deep, man. Like, oh yeah. He's probably he spent got a lot, a lot of time <laughs> into it. And uh, I was, I was even going through his Twitter feed when I found that picture at the time. And I think, I don't want to say he's having – I don't want to say Sam Spratt was telling him what, you know, the the, the okay, little yeah. gems. But I think there was some back and forth to where mm. he was kind of hinting at if he was wrong or right. So okay. I think he's on to something, this this guy. But um, I'll have to send you that link as well. Um, so you have listened to the two songs that have come out, Everybody, the title yes. track, and Black Spider-Man. Um, yep. So without giving any spoilers, I don't know if it does or not, <laughs> right. but um, give me a brief little summary, brief little review um, of the songs. Maybe if you want if you want to go about it this way, describe each song in one word. In one word. If that's even possible, or you can just give well, a little brief. If I'm going to summarize both real quick. Like or you sense. can do individually. Everybody and then Black Spider Man, two separate words. You know what I mean? But okay. follow your heart. <laughs> uh, well, first I'm gonna say, if when you listen to tracks, like if you didn't know Logic was mixed, like race, you will, you will know, know now. Now, okay, you'll know for sure. On um, both of them, or just everybody, or Black Spider Man, or both, both. Okay, both. Um, but let's see. So everybody. So just to interject real quick. Um, I asked the same question to Nick Bashanik, who will be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him to describe because uh, the Black Spider Man video came out, and I yep. wanted to watch it so bad, but yep. I, 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 my, I held my composure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him to describe the song in one word, and he said, "Holy." So, I got the, I got those vibes. Okay, I got those vibes. Okay. 
because I don't, I don't talk. Don't, about yeah, don't, I don't, don't spoil anything. Yeah, but I, I mean, could agree with that. In a little you bit. could agree with that. Yep. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited, man. Yeah, it's going to be, be so dope. awesome. It's cool. Uh, I can't wait to see how the story ties in with the the singles and everything like that. Um, so it'll be really dope. Um, yeah. Any any last words on everybody? What, what do you think? Everybody, everybody. I more than one word. Or no, I, I don't. I, yeah, I was just saying. Any last, okay. any last words yeah. on the uh, on it coming? Everybody is dope. Like he's he was going in on that, and I feel I saw some people were like, there was when the whole like biracial thing started coming up. Like, is, oh, is that one more rapidy rap? That one's more rapidy rap okay. than Black Spider Man. Okay, for sure. Um, okay. but I like it. I like when logic goes like that. I love it. I'm love I'm it. super excited. All right, let's move on to our our next topic, Joey Badass. So hey. this is our. I mean, like I said, it's kind of hard to get four people on a podcast at once. Um, we finally are getting in the studio and doing this, so um, we're going to play a little catch-up. Um, so, obviously, Joey Badass drops his album, All-American Badass, um, a few weeks ago. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's a little dated now. Um, not, not, I wouldn't say dated, but it's a little, it's a little old news now. But uh, very, very politically motivated. Yep. Um, I really like the message in this, in this mm-hmm. album. Uh, did you like the, the album? Yeah, I really liked it. First, yeah. I, was, I was driving home, like, I had, like, an hour drive or something, I yeah. remember, but I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I was vibing yeah. the whole time, and I just think it's cool because, like, Joey's young. Like, he's, like, our age. Yeah, uh, for sure. Maybe even younger. I don't really I know. think he might be younger. I think he's, like, a year younger, so maybe two, but it's just cool because it's kind of talking about politics from, like, a youth, pr- youth yeah. perspective, like, because we don't know everything about politics or how it works, neither does he, but he's, like, like saying fuck fuck Trump basically is what yeah, I'm saying. Like, basically. I was like I like it. Like kids can rally around that. Like more people, mm-hmm. young people should be like like talking about it. Yeah. That was dope. Definitely, definitely. I mean I I totally agree. I think there's substance to the content and that's always a good thing in rap in my mind. Um Favorite? Do you have a favorite song? A favorite feature on there? Schoolboy Q feature is pretty dope. Okay, I was gonna Sorry. go J Cole. I love the J Cole song. Yeah, um, good too. And apparently, J Cole came out, or not J Cole, uh, Joey Badass came out and said that. Um, and this may tie back into our logic conversation, but um, apparent Joey Badass came out on Beats One Radio or whatever on an interview and said that um, J Cole said that that might be his last feature. So, Whoa. like. J. Cole doesn't it, need features, it honestly, and, and honestly, he doesn't exactly, want to be a feature. <laughs> exactly, and so um, Damn, it honestly whoa. sounded like he meant, like, ever. So and pretty he, weird. He's the type of guy I would be like, yeah, he's he means that. Yeah, I could like, see he it. He could wait, like, 50 years before. Yeah, so that might one. that might uh, uh, trash our whole uh, oh, yeah, theory man. about Logic, but who knows? Maybe they recorded that before the Joey Badass one. Who knows? Right, yeah, um, that's true. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, I really like the Joey – the Joey Badass, yeah, good. J. That's Cole collab, yeah, it was it was great. Um, uh, really, I think the underrated song on there is um, "For My People." Love, Dude, love, I love that, that song. song. Yeah, it's great. I mean, a lot of people say so. The only the only thing I don't want to say that I like the bad thing that I have to say, but I would have liked to. I don't want to say more skits, but the the thing that was the most powerful on that mm-hmm. um, album to me was that final kind of spoken poem word type thing at the end yeah that was that was that was very very deep and very powerful in my mind i would have liked to have had a little bit more of that throughout the whole album yeah i think he might have been able to get his point across a little bit more kind of say Mm -hmm. as like a to pimp a butterfly right yeah theme a little bit um the music speaks for itself and it's great and the message is very strong but i think 
Um, if he would have maybe tied the songs together with some skits, I think he might have gotten his point across stronger. a little stronger. I see. What you're um, so that would be my only nitpick at yeah, the album. I've heard people say like. Uh, like the whole political thing, like what he's talking about, kind of came off like half baked, like a little bit. And with yeah, the skits it might have helped a little bit. I Ex- exactly, saying. I kind of agree with that. Exactly. Sure. So I mean, and like I said, I think this album was great. I, it's going. I I think it's going to be in my top ten at the end of the year. I, I think, think it's. So. Yep. I think that's fair to say already. Um, I would even go as far to say this, and I have a th- another theory. I'm the theory guy on this Ooh. podcast. God bless. I don't do as many theories on the other podcasts, I promise. But uh, <laughs> but um, here's my theory why Kendrick pushed back the his album. Um, so on the heart part four, mm-hmm. he says, y'all have till April the 7th to get y'all shit together. Um, and so everybody was thinking that Damn was going to drop on April 7th. And it didn't. It came out on the 14th. My theory is Joey Badass's album came out on the 7th. I honestly think, and there's no evidence to support this, but I think that Kendrick somehow heard this album and the the message was so strong. And he, I mean, I think he could have gotten behind. I'm I'm sure if he heard it, he would have gotten behind it. I think he wanted the masses to hear this message. And so he pushed it back hmm. a week. That's my theory. That's I have no. I haven't heard anyone say that. Before. Yeah, I have no evidence to back that up. But I mean, because sure Kendrick probably likes Joey. Like I have a feeling. Like yeah, I mean, they. Th- I could see them maybe even collabing down the road. Yeah. But uh, there's no evidence to back that up. That's just. That's hmm, just that's what I think. I think that message thing, was strong enough. Did Humble come out that day, though? That's the other thing I saw was, like, uh, Humble was supposed to come out that day, like the video. did. It I don't know. I day? honestly, Humble I don't know this for a fact. I can't remember. But I want to say Humble came out on, like, a Tuesday, okay, like a random so maybe, Tuesday. I can't and I don't know for a fact. You may be right. Um, I don't know. But that's but. interesting. I like that. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, these two big albums are coming. Like, yeah. You better listen up. Like, exactly. So, I, who I, knows? I fuck with that. Who knows? Um, all right. So, any any last words? Do you think at the end of the year this will be a top a top tenner type of album? I think it's guaranteed top ten. Yeah. Sure. It could be, depending on what comes. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm be, sure we have a lot more coming. It could end up in the top five, possibly. Okay. Like, all right. I think it's pretty solid. Awesome. Um, I'll have to go back to it. Okay. Of course. But. Yeah, for sure. I mean. We, we're still digesting this Kendrick album, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Logic coming, so we have a lot Give on us the time. way. Um, all right, so briefly here, Paul Rosenberg, Eminem's manager, put out a mm-hmm. picture on Instagram, and he and Eminem, of he and Eminem, at a 7-Eleven. Initially, stands were speculating that Eminem had the release date smudged on his hand, and a lot of people are speculating it was April 9th. April 9th has come and passed. It is currently April 23rd. And we have we don't have an Eminem album, unfortunately. I'm an Eminem stan. Um, but could could this mean something? Do you think 7-Eleven might be the date? Oh, um, do you th- do we care? Are we ready we for care. a new Eminem album? What do you think um, about this? Yes, I'm ready for a new Eminem <laughs> me, album. Me as well. But I don't think the date smudged on his hand. I okay. don't think the picture. I mean, maybe the picture means like they were talking about like music and stuff. Yeah. Like his stuff that's coming, but. I don't think there's anything to signify like when it's going to. So you drop, just think but, it's a funny picture. Yeah, okay. but I think I, I think he could put out an album this year because like he put out those like loose checks. Yeah, like, the the campaign talk, sp- campaign yeah, speech. Yeah, the one and... where he talked about like Molly Kieran from First yep. Take and stuff. So like I bet something's coming. I think so too. I don't I, know if the picture is showing anything. I but, hope, like, man. I think like. He's definitely working. Like I, excited. the only thing with me is, I mean, Eminem doesn't come out of the shadows unless it means something. Exactly. So He's I mean, definitely he, doing something. Exactly. So he he was on he was on um, a Big Sean song. Yep. And so I think He's back one, in the once he gets on stuff. once he gets on a feature, I think you know. something is coming. Yep. I agree. So 
I, I I'm praying that we get a new. I think there'll be one this year. I think I so think too. Towards the even end, if maybe. it even if it's in the fourth quarter, who yeah. knows? But um, I think something's Kobe coming. Kobe in the fourth, man. That's Kobe in the fourth, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll play a short, brief. We've been here for an hour and twenty minutes, but uh, a short, brief 2017 catch up. So uh, right. any other albums that you're bumping? Any other uh, artists that are on the come up that you foresee having a big 2017? Um, you know, pretty brief. What do you? What do you? Uh, I've been bumping. Uh, no big deal. I've been bumping him a lot. Uh, he's a rapper from like Tennessee. Okay. Smaller name. I found him on Apple Music randomly, but his dope. album uh, Canopy, super dope. I okay. recommend it. He's kind of like a Christian hip hop artist, but like, nice. you mean you might not know he was a Christian hip hop artist like by listening to him, but uh, he's pretty dope. I've been bumping that a lot. Um, I've been keeping an eye on like Amine. He did Carolina or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like he put out the video for Red Mercedes. That was kind of funny because like it was like a white chicks thing going okay. on. And I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, I'm I think inter- I did hear about I'm that. I'm interested to see like his album just because like he's kind of a goofy dude, but he did the, he was on Fallon, I think, and he was doing Caroline, but like he switched up a verse and did like this whole political thing. And okay. it was like, so when he's serious, it was like super dope. So huh. I'm interested to see what he puts out. I don't know if he's putting out an album. Yeah, for sure. Not, but like, for sure. I'm okay. In him. Two albums that I want to just touch on uh, Gold Link. Oh, Lo- I love really, Bank, really like that album, and then obviously Big Sean's. I thought that was his best work. Okay, um, really love Sunday Morning Jetpack and Bigger Than Me on that. Okay, love the Eminem feature. Um, really like that one. That I was, like the Eminem feature. Too. I don't know Some if that came out in January, February. I can't remember, but um, that was the first good album of this year. Um, so it'll be inter- interesting to see where that lands at uh, when it comes list season. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But um, anything, anything else that you want to just kind of play touch, touch up on? Uh, do you have any double XL freshmen that you want to look out for? Any predictions? Um, predictions? I just think they're going to get it wrong again. Probably they I always do, huh? Like last year was bad. I thought. Yeah, like, last year was not good. Like, like, the last great list in my mind was the one that Logic was on. Like was he on Chance's year? I believe he was with Travis Scott. I know. I, I can't remember. I, I feel like Chance might have been the one after him. Yeah, I think it was. But I think like Travis. Action Bronson was on yeah. the one. Like it, they had some. I, Joey Badass might have been on that one too. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. It was a loaded list, and yeah. yeah so hopefully year, they get something. right I feel this like year. you know Saba should probably be on it. Yes. But like I don't know if he will. Saba. No name. I think I feel like Naz is a Nav is a shoe in this year. Did you like his album? I I liked it after one listen, but I haven't gone back. Turn on me, like I yeah. He's a good producer, but like I don't know, he's he doesn't have a lot of substance for me. Like, yeah, like I said, I I listened to it I think once and I haven't gone back. I thought yeah, it was like, good music, but um, I think that's he is definitely fits the bid for a double XL freshman. Yeah, like, I think that's he's what they look the, like, the popularity are, aspect yeah, of it. I think I he's gonna be there. So, um, would love to see No Name. Would love to see Joey Perps from yeah. Chicago. Um, a lot of Chicago artists that I think deserve it. I Saba think get snubbed a lot of them. I think so too. Like but, Chance's little Brett Taylor Bennett. Like, like, yeah, he could he even be there, there too. I think I think out of one of them, I think Saba. Saba has the most potential. I think so I too. Think. But I I definitely think No Name deserves it. Um, yeah, she's so. amazing. Who knows? We'll, we'll, I'm sure um, that will be coming out soon, and we'll yeah, hop on a podcast be. again and talk they're about that for that last spot. Like, yeah, recently, so. so. We'll have to get on a podcast and talk about that once once it comes time. Um, all right, and our last subject. This has been a few months now, but um, Childish Gambino recently said genres are dead and people just want quality. My question to you is, can you picture a musical world with no genres? Do you think that would work? Uh, no. Like, no. In the sense that everything's going to be classified into some yeah. sort of category. Like, 
even if it's like totally different, like they're gonna classify it as like hip hop or pop or okay. like alternative. So kind of like when Cuddy did that rock album and they yeah. still listed it as a hip hop and he got pissed about it. Um, I feel like yeah. that kind of falls into I feel this. Like you should you shouldn't put it in a genre based on like what the artist is known for. You should put it in the genre is like what the album, what sounds. the music is. Okay, like who, like I think if an artist wants to dabble in something else, like yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, you know? and so so let's bring up uh, Gambino on "Awaken My Love." That's definitely an R and B album. Uh, yeah, Beyonce with her uh, the rock song that got nominated for the oh, Rock yeah. um, Grammy. She has the the kind of country vibe song that uh, she wanted to get That's nominated my for a Grammy. Song Lemonade, the country really one. Daddy's okay. Girl, I think yeah, so called. I mean. Um, I, I see what you're saying. I just, it'll be, it'd be really weird for me to even picture something like that where, um, like say, say a whole album, you get one album and you get some rap, some R and B, some country rock EDM. I, I just feel like that'd be too weird and too all over I mean, the place. As an artist, you still want to make the album cohesive. Like so exactly too crazy. You don't want to just be different to be different. Yeah. Like you, Initially, you that's what I thought Gambino was doing with that album. Mm-hmm. Initially, I wasn't the biggest fan, but after listening multiple times, I'm starting to like it more and more. After seeing... That's, that's my favorite album of last year, I think. Okay. I think. Wow. I, I like that. I, I love Redbone, um, at, especially after seeing it and Did Get Out. Get Out? Yes. Dude, when that came on in the theater, yes, I was like, you were Whoa. so hyped. I was like, like not mad. I was like, looking that's around. like the perfect song for it. it I don't know. It was great. It was great. Um, all right. Well, that is our uh, show for this time. Uh, this is part one. We're going to have part two with Nick Boshemic from Back to Back Hip Hop. Hopefully, we can get my cousin Andy Alessio on as well from Back to Back Hip Hop. Um, I'm Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, in studio with Isaac Beal from True Two. Be sure to go follow True Two on all the platforms. Follow Are You Entertained on all the platforms. Yes, um, it was fun. Thank you for coming in the studio. It was, it was a blast. Uh, we're going to keep this going. Uh, maybe a bi weekly thing where we come in and talk about hip hop. Um, we, we, hopefully, we'll get some. Uh, some some either journalists you know we know a dj from back uh excuse me hot new hip-hop maybe we can get him on maybe we can get some people from dj booth uh so we'll dabble into that and we'll come back with uh some some cool content for you guys but uh until until next time this is the hip-hop roundtable and we'll be back for more